Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. Let's talk it out. This is your host, Ileana Urquia, and we will continue with session four of Bible study. So let us begin with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, Lord, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Amen. Okay, so we are continuing with Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. I think I said it incorrectly in the last uh, session. I said Matthew chapter 5, and it's Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. So Jesus is going to teach us a prayer, and he's going to tell us how to do it. All right, so when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received the reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door and pray to the Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. In praying, do not babble like the pagans who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. So a lot of people confuse this verse and uh, what Jesus says in praying, do not babble like the pagans who think that they will not be heard because of their many words. So Jesus is not saying here, don't pray the rosary. Jesus is saying, do not babble, meaning do not do prayer that is not sincere, that is not from the heart. And then he goes on and says the Lord's Prayer. He teaches us a prayer, and this is how you are to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and do not subject us to the final test but deliver us from the evil one. All right, so the Lord's Prayer or the Our Father, as we know in the Catholic Church, is a very well-known prayer. It is actually one of the prayers that are in the rosary, and the rosary is completely, completely biblical. So Jesus goes on and says, If you forgive others their transgressions, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither Neither will your father forgive your transgressions. So Jesus is saying, be forgiving um, and forgive others and be merciful towards others. Teaching about fasting. What is fasting? Fasting is when you give a sacrifice or you do a sacrifice and you only uh, eat or drink water and bread. So basically, um, some people do it for like, you know, days or some may do it in the morning or some may do it uh just for a little time it's kind of like a a sacrifice that you're doing for god uh for a special intention or something that you're really really asking for um so jesus goes on and says when you fast do not look gloomy like the hypocrites they neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting amen i say to you they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to others to be fasting, except to your father who is hidden and your father 
who sees what is hidden will repay you. So once again, Jesus is saying, don't go out and have this gloomy face and sad face like you're fasting. Don't let other people know that you're fasting. Go and wash your head and wash your face so others may see that uh, you're not fasting. Don't make it obvious. God knows. Treasures, treasures in heaven. So Jesus goes and talks about the treasures in heaven. And he says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and decay destroy and thieves break in and steal. But store up treasures in heaven where neither moth nor decay nor thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. So Jesus says, do not worry about the uh, material things that you have uh, or material possessions, properties, houses, and all these things. Don't store up um, all these things because you're not going to take them with you when you die. Um, so worry about your spiritual life and growing in faith where those things will be stored in heaven. Okay, so the light of the body. The lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is sound, your whole body will be filled with light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be in darkness. And if the light in you is darkness, how great will the darkness be? God and money. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So what is mammon? Mammon mammon is uh, money. You cannot be um, worshiping God and worshiping money at the same time, which means um, that you're constantly worried about money, flashing money, um, and, you know, telling people or boasting that you have money. You, you can't do that. You can't be in both, um, you know, uh, you can't, you can't serve God and, and, and have mammon at the same time. Yes, you can have, obviously God gives you all these things. He blesses you with a house, with a car, with the job that you have, but he's saying, you know, you can't have your heart and mammon and money. You can't have your heart in those things. Let your heart be in me first, in God first. So, um, dependence on God. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more important than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin. But I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field which grows today and it's thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you? Oh, you of little faith, so do not worry and say, what are we to eat or what are we to drink or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. So 
I think we all fall into this category because if you tell me that you've never worried in your life about any of these things, then wow, you are definitely um, someone that I want to meet. Um, especially women, we we tend to worry about clothing. What are we going to wear tomorrow? What are we going to do? And I know I have to work on that. Um, but there's just many more other things to that that people worry about, you know, jobs, um, money, financial stuff. And God is saying, leave all of that to me, but seek me first. Um, also, if you're seeking someone, let's say you're single or, you know, you haven't found that person God has for you. Um, you have to seek God first. You have to find him first before, um, you know, all these all these things will come together. Um, now, I'm not saying don't go out and meet people and, you know, God is going to bring them to you. Um, yeah, God is going to bring them to you in some way, somehow, but you got to get yourself out there, obviously. But he's saying, do not worry about these things. Worry about me first, and then everything is going to come together. All right. So chapter seven, judging others. Stop judging that you may not be ju judged for you for as you judge. So will you be judged and the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye while the wooden beam is in your eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. All right, so I think this is really key. Clear. Well, to me it is, but Jesus is saying here, you know, don't judge others. If you're in a position where you are worse than they are, and you're over here talking about them and you're saying things, but you still haven't fixed your own life or your own situation, and you're way worse, and God is saying, fix your situation first before you help others. Okay, so do not give what is holy to dogs. Or throw your pearls before swine lest. Okay, so what is dogs and swines? That was actually a Jewish term of contempt for the Gentiles. They trample them underfoot and turn and tear you to pieces. Okay, so the answer to prayer. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds finds and the one and to the one who knocks the door will be open which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asks for a loaf of bread or a snake when he asks for a fish if you then who are wicked know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him okay so Jesus is saying here, be a perservant in prayer. Be persistent. I'm sorry. Be persistent in prayer. Don't stop praying for something that, you know, you want. Now, there are cases where or scenarios where it's not God's will, meaning it's not his will. If it's not his will, it's not going to happen. There's times where it's not the right time. Maybe it's later on. And there's times where God is testing you. God wants to see how much faith you have and you have to keep on praying. And that's a way to grow in faith. 
Okay, so the golden rule, do to others whatever you would have them do to you. I think this is really clear, do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. Okay, so who were the prophets? Prophets were actually uh, Christian disciples who claimed to speak in the name of God. So they were uh, presumably an important group within the church. So prophets, you can write that in your notes. Prophets were Christian disciples who claimed to speak in the name of God. And they were very important, a very important group in the church. Okay. So let's see where we left off. Okay. So the narrow gate. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction, and those who enter through it are many. How narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life, and those who find it are few. So those who find it, meaning those who find God, are few. So you can put that or write that in your notes. And those who find it are few, meaning um, or referring to those who find God are a few. Okay, so false prophets. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but underneath are ravenous wolves. By their fruits, you will know them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Just so every good tree bears good fruit and a rotten tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a rotten tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. So by their fruits, you will know them. False prophets. Who are the false prophets? There can be many false prophets. Uh, there have actually been people claiming to be the Messiah already. I, I haven't heard of it, but I've heard of it from another person. And um, yeah, that that's not true. You will know or how to discern if they are false prophets or who are they? It's actually people who claim to know Christ or say that they're Christians and they're out there evangelizing and they're not really um, and truly uh, people of God, children of God. So they go out there and give these sermons and uh, they're not le really leading people the right way or they're um, misleading people. So how do we know? By their fruits. You will know them by their uh, deeds or acts and obviously asking the Holy Spirit for discernment. The true disciple, disciple. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons in your name? Did we not mighty do mighty deeds to your name? Then I will declare to them solemnly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. So this is really strong because Jesus is speaking here to the people who um, are in church. Not everyone, not everyone. Um, but those people who are not really true discipleships or disciples. Uh, those who say that they have God and they've even drove out demons and uh, prayed and all these things, but uh, their hearts are not really with God. And yeah, those people do exist. It's really hard to understand why people would do that. But 
the only thing that I can say is that uh, we can pray for them. Obviously, if it's something that's really bad, you have to denounce that matter or whatever it is. But if it's something that's not big, then uh, you shall pray for them. And if you can talk to them and be upfront, then be upfront in a peaceful manner, of course. All right. So the two foundations, everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came and the winds blew and buffeted the house, but it did not collapse. It had been set solidly on rock. And everyone who listens to these words of mine, but does not act on them, will be like a fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, and it collapsed, and it was completely ruined. When Jesus finished these words, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. So who were the scribes? Okay, you can take note, underline, scribes. Scribes were the masters of the Hebrew law, writing through diligent study. They had the knowledge of the law and can draft legal documents. So meaning uh, legal documents like marriages and things like that. So uh, they were scribes. Uh, the, the scribes were masters of Hebrew law that wrote through uh, diligently uh, studied and had knowledge of the law and can draft legal documents. So you can write that on the Bible in your notes. All right. So chapter eight, the ministry and mission in Galilee, the cleansing of a leopard. When Jesus came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And then a leopard approached, approached, did him homage and said, Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. He stretched out his hand, touched him and said, I will do it. Be clean. Be made clean. His leprosy was cleansed immediately. Then Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. So Moses underlined Moses. All right, so we are going to uh, go over this tomorrow over session four or session five. Yeah, session five, sorry. Session five, and we will go over Matthew chapter eight, verse one. So let us end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for another day of life. I ask you, Lord, to bless us. I ask you, Lord, to give us knowledge of your word, give us wisdom, give us understanding of your word. Bless us always. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.